Now, I'm going to be honest with you. As soon as that quit. If that don't do something for you, you need to get saved. Let me say that again. Give me, give me some volume. They can't hear me up top. If, if, if that doesn't, give me some more volume. I want to hear myself. If that doesn't do something for you, you need to get saved. You need to get saved. Because if you ever took the time, if you ever took the time to think about where you was when he found you, 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 you would realize you wasn't in real good shape. So how do you know? Because the Bible says that we were dead in our trespasses and in sins. We were dead in our trespasses and in sins. We couldn't fix ourselves. We couldn't help ourselves. We couldn't change our situation. But when I couldn't get to where he was, he came to me. Yes, amen. See, they done, they done messed up this morning. Amen. They, they, not only, they not only said I don't have to stay in the square, but they done gave me extra time on the clocks. Amen. Amen. Hey, grab your Bible. Grab your Bible. Turn with me to the book of Mark. To the book of Mark. And we're going we're gonna to kind of start a little bit this morning uh, of what we're going to do tonight. And, uh, and we're, we're just going to we're just going to study God's word and, 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 and have a big time. I've already had a big time this morning. Amen. Mark chapter number 14 and then and we'll look in Mark chapter number 13 and then we're going to look a little bit in Matthew 24 and we might jump to Luke 21. <clears throat> we're just going to study our Bible today. Amen. Uh, we, we, it is good to be saved. I'm telling you. I, I was able to go and, and preach for Brother Jonathan McNeese uh, Friday night, and we had a great time. And, uh, and man, he had a, he had, how many of y'all remember those old ice cream trucks? <clears throat> old ice cream trucks. He said one of his members told their kids that when you hear the music playing on the ice cream truck, that meant they were all out. You know what I told him? I said, them parents are going to hell. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's the unpardonable sin. Amen? Jonathan had one of those ice cream trucks outside of church, and everybody could, after church, got a hamburger and got to go get whatever they wanted from the ice cream truck. Now, I'm telling you what, that was annoying. That's the first time I got to go to the ice cream truck since I've been a little kid, and it brought back precious memories. Amen? Amen. We had a great time. Well, look in uh, Mark chapter number 14. And, uh, and, and, and I tell you what, I tell you what, uh, I can't make up my mind. Yeah, let's go to 14. We'll, we'll start there and then we'll jump over to 13 and, and look at the context there. We'll take our text out of Mark 14 and verse number 32. Verse number 32. Are you with me? Say amen. And they came to a place which is named Gethsemane. And he saith to his disciples, Sit ye here while I, I shall pray. And he taketh with him Peter, James, and John, and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy. Uh, some commentaries uh, will read that as being in the grip of terror. In other words, Jesus was in a bad, bad way in his humanity, in his physical self. He saith unto them, 
My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. Everybody say it. And And watch. And he went forward a little and fell on the ground. And he prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father. I mean, Daddy. It's getting real. It's getting serious. All things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou will. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping. Sleeping. And he saith unto Peter, and that's significant. He, he picks out Peter. We'll talk about that in a minute. And he says, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldest not thou watch one hour? Watch ye and now he adds something to it. The first, the first responsibility was to watch. Now he says, and pray. Lest ye enter into temptation, the spirit, it truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, help me to deliver your word. Help me to, to say it in a way everybody can understand it. Help me to say it in a way... Lord, that we can all be clear on what you're trying to tell us today. God, I desperately need you. You know how much I need you. I, I, am, I am in dire need of your anointing and your unction, Lord. I pray for your perfect will to be done today. God, will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Here in these verses we find a request from the Lord. He says, watch, watch, sit ye here. And watch with me. Uh, then we find in verse 37, And he cometh and findeth them sleeping. He findeth them sleeping. Now I want you to go back. I want you to go back to chapter 13, if you will. Chapter 13 and verse 32. Uh, and, and while you're turning, let me, give you, let me give you background of what you're fixing to read. Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21 you will find you will find a teaching on the end times, a teaching on the last day. Uh, the disciples said, when shall these things be? And he begins to tell them because they had asked about the, the, the stone. They said, look at the, look at the temple, look at the beauty of the temple. And he said, everything's going to be torn down. They said, when are these things be? When's going to be the end of time? And and he begins to tell them. And then in those, those chapters, uh, we, we, we find uh, nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, brother against brother. Uh, there shall be earthquakes and divers places. All these things we know of and you're familiar with, all of the end times uh, uh, signs that we see. And all these things are taking place in all these chapters. And at the end of each of these chapters that, uh, of Mark 24 and, and Mark, or excuse me, Matthew 24 and, and Mark 13 and Luke 21, he gives a warning and he speaks to his disciples and he tells them. He said, all this is significant, but there's something you need to understand. And this is where we are right here. He says, but of that day and that hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, take ye heed. He said, beware and watch. Watch. That was, the, that was the exhortation. That was the instruction. That was the command. 
He said, you don't know what day it's going to be, so you need to watch. You need to be careful. You need to be alert. Pray, for you know not when the time is. Watch this. Now he gives the illustration. For the Son of Man is as, this is Jesus. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to the servant and to every man his work and commanded the porter to what? Watch. Verse 35. Verse 35. What's the first word? Watch ye therefore. So three times we've seen the word watch. 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 Be alert. For ye know not when the master of the house cometh, even or, or at even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning. Watch this. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And he said, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Watch. Here in Mark chapter 13, we find the lesson. We find the teaching. We find the instruction. And we see that Jesus is telling them, you need to watch. You need to be alert. You need to pay attention. You need to understand that the times of the end will be desperate times. Paul said it this way, there'll be perilous times. Perilous times. Dangerous times. And the Christian, the child of God, needs to be alert. He needs to be watchful. He needs to be vigilant. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. And so here we have this teaching. Here we have this teaching. And, and listen, a little time goes by and Jesus says, okay, it's time. We need to have one more meal together. He knows he's fixing to be arrested. He knows he's fixing to be crucified. And they come into uh, the, the upper room and you know what takes place. I'm going to go into more detail tonight about this. And they have the Last Supper they have the Lord's Supper here with the Lord. In those discussions, we find that Jesus is saying, listen, you're all going to abandon me. The shepherd is going to be smitten, and the sheep are going to scatter. And, and Peter, he is vehement. Listen, he is angry. He said, no, no, everybody might, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. He said, Peter, you don't understand. Satan has desired to have thee, that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. Are y'all with me? Now, now in, in this particular chapter, in Mark 14, you will find right before we go into the garden, Jesus and Peter are having a seriously heated conversation about this. And then he says, okay, guys. Y'all stay here, Peter, James, and uh, listen, uh, John, you come with me, you come with me, and, it, and watch this. Now, if you're taking notes, this is number one. I want you to see the task, <clears throat> the task, the instruction, the command that we have as God's people, we have as Christians today. He tells them, tarry ye here. In other words, just hang out right here. Don't go nowhere. Stay right here. Tarry ye here and, come on, everybody, say it, and and what? You know what he was telling them? The same thing he told them in Mark chapter 13. You know what this is? First we have the teaching. Here we have the teaching in Mark 13. Here in the Garden of Gethsemane in Mark 14 we have the test. How many of y'all know that Jesus will give you truth and Jesus will give you teaching in this house and you will hear the word of God that you are to apply to your life and when you go out those doors, he will give you a test. 
And he told him in Mark 13, be alert. He told him in Mark 13, you know not when the hour. He told him in Mark 13, watch. And now he's instructing them in Mark 14. He said, Terry, ye hear and watch. And sleep overcame them. And by the way, by the way, in Mark 13, he said, watch lest he come suddenly and find you sleeping. Over here in Mark 14, he says he came back to them and found them the very thing he warned them of in Mark 13, they were guilty of in Mark 14. And the one he pointed out, now I believe all three of them were sleeping, but the one he pointed out was Peter. He said, and, and, and if you want to really interpret this, if you want to really interpret this, it's kind of like this. Really? Really, Peter? You, 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 you're the greatest disciple, you love me more than everybody, and you'll give your life before me, and you can't even stay awake an hour? Really? Now, you got to get this. You got to get this. His soul is, how many, how many of y'all have ever seen The Passion of the Christ? Y'all know the, uh, the, the movie opens with Jesus praying in the garden. And I mean, it is, it is, it is, it is. Pretty impressive. I mean, it is in agony, and you can hear that. You can hear it in his voice. You can hear the agony. And, 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 and so he's not very far from Peter, James, and John. How do you go to sleep when your best friend is in that kind of shape? Couldn't you, Terry? Couldn't you just watch one hour? Are y'all with me? And he, he, he specifically looks at Peter. Because Peter was the one running his mouth. Peter was the one that was arrogant. Peter was the one that was overconfident. Are y'all with me? Amen. Now, we have an instruction. Now, I want, I, want, I want to give you this real quick. It, it, this is not a very long sermon, but it's very, it's very insightful and, it, and it's very convicting. The first thing he told us is to watch. Do you know what our instructions are today in life in the last days? To watch. To watch. To watch, to be alert, to keep. In other words, the phrase is is to keep your eyes open, to be alert. Now, this is not talking about. This is not talking about physically. Everybody knows we have to sleep, and Jesus knows. Matter of fact, he would take his disciples after they'd been working and working and working. He would force them to rest. So, so it's it's not talking about physical sleep. It's not talking about getting in your bed and going to sleep. He's talking about spiritually. Let me, let me give you a few verses here. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, Watch ye, watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. And he says, man up, basically is what he's saying. Colossians 4, 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5, here, here it is, 1 Thessalonians 5, 5, Ye are the children of light. Children of light, this is spiritually speaking, the children of the day, children of the light. What is it? God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. What is He saying? When you got saved, you came out of darkness into the light. You are children of the light. This is spiritual. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Now watch. Therefore, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch 
and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken are drunken in the night. It's talking about people of the night, people of the devil. They do all of these things. But the Word of God says it's high time we wake out of our sleep for our salvation is nearer than it's ever been. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying we have to be alert. We have to be awake. We have to be wary. We have to have our eyes open. Paul Peter said it this way. Be sober. Be vigilant. And by the way, the word vigilant is the same exact that Greek word is watch. It's just translated vigilant. He says be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil is as a roaring lion who roameth about seeking whom he may devour. Ladies and gentlemen, you have an enemy, you have an adversary, you have someone that hates you, you have someone who wants to destroy you. He's after you, he's after your family, he's after your children, he's after your future, he's after your potential. Watch! Keep your eyes open. Pay attention to what's going on around you. You know why we're having affairs at work? We're not watching. You know why? Listen, there's abortion killing millions of babies. The church is asleep. You know why? We, we, we can't even figure out which person needs to use which restroom. The church went to sleep. Sleeping on the job. Sleeping when we should be aware. Sleeping when we should be paying attention. Wake up. Well, I don't think this is that big a deal. I don't think it's bad to do. Wake up. Can you imagine if we had a time machine? Can you imagine if we had a time machine? Preacher Doug, what if we had a time machine and plucked someone out of 30 years ago and put them in today. They would have a heart attack. That's exactly what happened. And you know what they would say? How did we get here? I tell you how. We see the task. Stay alert. Stay alert. Listen, stay alert when, when, when those things come. Stay alert when those voices come. Stay alert when the devil tries to tempt you to, hello? We see the task. Then number two, write this down. We see the temptation. We see the temptation. I, wanna, I, I, I may go against your, your, your belief here a little bit on this, but, but just humor me for a minute. He said, first he said, watch. He finds himself, and, and by the way, I, 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 for, I don't know why. I, I don't know if I heard it preached that way or just my whole life. I, I was under the impression that when he told them to watch, he also told them to pray. But he didn't. Read your Bible. He just said, watch. He said, I'm going to pray, and I need you to but now that he found them sleeping, you, come on, it's in your Bible. Now that he found them sleeping, he said, watch and now you got to pray. Now why do you need to pray? Why do you need to pray? Lest ye enter into temptation. Now, 
I was always assuming that the temptation was what was fixing to happen. That the temptation was to, to, to deny the Lord. But that is just a symptom of what they were being tempted to do. You say, what in the world was they being tempted to do? It's not enough for you to try hard to stay alert. He says, it's going to require some prayer. I put in my notes under temptation. I put under my notes and I wrote this in big bold letters and I underlined it and, and, and I may put some stars beside it. We are in desperate need of prayer. Desperate need of prayer. Now, let's go, let's go to Matthew 24 and let's go to Luke 21 and let's go to Mark 13 again. Why are we in desperate need of prayer? What is the temptation? I'm going to give you a word to go here. Because it's found in all of these chapters. And, and, and for some reason, I just never, never thought of it, put it together. Now, look in, I want you to see in Matthew 24. <clears throat> same teaching, same teaching, the end times, uh, the last days. What's it going to be like? Here's the thing, here's the thing. Matthew 24, 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Watch this. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah came and entered into the ark. He knew not until the flood came. He knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Luke 21, let me read that and then, then we'll, we'll put them together. Luke 21, 34. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your heart shall be overcharged with surfeiting, drunkenness. Surfeiting means uh, gluttony, overeating, drunkenness, and cares of this life. Say that with me. And cares of this life. So that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come upon... What is a snare? Something that closes shut. Shall come upon all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, there's that word. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Now what does that mean? As in the days of Noah. Many people, many people believe that that's talking about the wickedness of Noah's day. And you can apply that because I believe we are in a wicked time. We are in wicked days. We are in a, in, a, in, a, in a wicked atmosphere. Everywhere you go, it's, it's, it's God awful. But I don't believe that's what he's talking about. He said, in the days of Noah, they were eating, drinking, and giving in marriage. Now, you got to eat to survive, amen, or you'll starve to death. You'll die of malnutrition. You have to drink or you'll be dehydrated. And marriage is just a part of life. What he's saying here is they were so preoccupied with the things of this world and the things of this life, they just went about their business as usual. They just got up and every single day while the ark was building, while the ark was going up, they just lived their life like there would always be tomorrow. And this is the temptation, guys. This is the temptation. It is a temptation of preoccupation. 
Listen, church people are not going and robbing stores. Church people, they're supposed to not be, not going out bar hopping and getting drunk. I said they're supposed to not be. If you are, you need to hit this altar immediately. Say amen. They're not doing that. They're not going out and, and, and doing drive-by shootings, and so they think they're okay. But they're preoccupied with the things of this world. They're preoccupied with hobbies, preoccupied with jobs, preoccupied with things, and they get so busy they forget about spiritual things. I wonder how many, how many parents have not had their kids in church all summer because they've been too busy playing ball. Oh, I don't have a problem playing ball. My kid plays ball. I love ball. I love rooting for him. I love hollering at the rest, everything. Hey, check your phone. You missed a call. Amen. I love all that. And I'll do it with passion. Say amen. But I'm here to tell you, if you're so preoccupied teaching your kid how to throw a ball and they don't know where John 3.16 is, you've got a problem. If you're so preoccupied with making money and making your riches and making your fortune and you never spend time in God's Word and you never take your children to the house of God, I'm telling you, you have failed to the temptation of being preoccupied and spiritually you are. They heard the preaching, but they just kept on. They heard the judgment was coming, but they just kept on living like everything was all right, living like there'd always be a tomorrow, living like they'd always get up in the morning, living like the sun would always rise. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, the wrecks and the tragedies that have just taken place should teach us all that we are not promised tomorrow. And I'm afraid that the church in America is spiritually asleep. Not because, not because of big sins, what we classify as sins. Because of what, something we don't think is a sin. And that's being preoccupied with fleshly things. Let me give you a verse. I know some of y'all are mad at me, but I got some more. Second <clears throat> Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. It doesn't mean you don't live life. Because everybody's got to go to work. Everybody's got to have a job, amen? If you don't work, you shouldn't eat. So that he's not saying don't get a job. He's saying don't get entangled in it. Now some of you in here, oh man, I'm glad my kids don't play sports. Well, what about Wednesday night when you're laying up on the recliner watching TV when you should be at Bible study? So you're like Peter, I got this. It's all good. How'd that work out for Peter? Here's what happens when we get preoccupied with stuff down here. And we're so busy, we're so busy buying stuff, we don't have time to lay treasures up in heaven. And we're so busy thinking about this world, we're fit, we forget we're going to leave it. 
My, my, my mom, she, she, she had a way of reminding me of my brother. Because <clears throat> sometimes me and my brother would have brain spasms. And, and, and we would act in a certain way that we shouldn't. And, and, and this would be my mom's reminder. Your daddy's coming home. All of a sudden, we would wake out of our spiritual slumber. You know what I'm afraid a lot of Christians have forgotten? Daddy's coming. Oh, but preacher, I'm just a young person. I got a lot of time on. What is 70 years? What is eight? What's 150 years compared to eternity? But see, here, there's two things that happen. There's two things. If you read these verses, if you read these verses and put them all together, uh, 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 Matthew 24, Mark 13, and, and Luke 21, if you, if you put them all together, here's what happens when we get preoccupied. First thing that happens is we get unconcerned. We cease to be concerned about what's fixing to take place. We're unconcerned. Now, we won't say that, and we don't think we are, but when you're not taking steps, you can, you can say what you want, you can say whatever you want to, but unconcerned leads to being unprepared. Number three. <clears throat> Pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. You tried watching in the flesh and, and you failed. You need to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. You see, the, the, the task is to watch. The, the temptation is to, is to be preoccupied and, 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 and preoccupation will cause you to be unconcerned and unprepared. And, and so we need to pray. We need to pray that we stay alert. We need to pray that we, we live in a spiritual sense and not get carnal and fleshly and, and not forget that, 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 listen, this world is not our home. But then there's the truth. Then there's the truth. Now, I want to I ask a favor. All of you that are mad at me already, <clears throat> put that on pause for just a moment. And after I get through with number three, then you can go back to being mad at me. But for just a moment, listen to me a minute. Don't, don't check out on me. Don't check out on me. Please don't. Don't just say, well, I didn't like what you said, so I'm not going to listen to nothing else. Forget that. Just listen to what I'm saying, and then you'll understand why I said what I said. Because here's the truth. The task is to watch. The temptation is to be preoccupied. Then the truth is this. He looks, at, he looks at the disciples and he said, Look, guys, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is... Now write this down. Write this down. This is your notes. Write this down. The insufficiency of intention. Write that down. The insufficiency of intention. And then look back at me. Everybody in the balcony, y'all with me? Y'all still wave at me, still love me? All right. There's some of y'all up there. All right. You know what he's saying right here? Everybody listen. Look at me. Look at me. Everybody all the way in the back. Everybody in the back. Come on. Help me. Help me. Good intentions won't cut it. He said you need to pray 
your, your spirit indeed is willing. In other words, you've got good intentions. You meant well. If any of y'all in here think that Peter didn't mean what he said when he said what he said, you're crazy. Peter truly believed that he would die before he had dishonored the Lord. He'd never dreamed in a million years. He truly intended. But he fell asleep. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I need you to understand something. Your intentions, although they are honorable, they're insufficient. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I intended to read my Bible. I intended to go to church. I intended to give the Lord my life. I meant to do it. I was going to get around to it. I was fixing to. I intended. Intentions are insufficient. Having a willing spirit is not enough. It's not enough. Wanting to be a good Christian is not enough. Desiring to be a good Christian is not enough. Desiring to raise your kid in the nurture and admonition of the Lord is not enough. Intending to train up a child in the way he should go is not enough. There's nobody... There's nobody that's gotten preoccupied with fleshly things and worldly things that skipped out on spiritual things. None of them would say they intended to get out of church. I've seen families and I've seen people who've been so on fire for God would stand up in a worship service and have God bumps on their neck a hog could bite. I mean so close to God and so excited with God now you can't find them. And it wasn't an immediate departure. It was a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I had to miss here and I had to miss there. And eventually they were totally out. None of them intended to do that. No drug addict on Skid Row ever intended to be there. No alcoholic whose liver has been totally destroyed ever intended to get there by taking that first sip. Nobody dying of lung cancer ever, listen, intended to be in that hospital room and can't even breathe because they took that first cigarette. But I'm telling you, intentions are not good enough. Intentions won't get you to heaven. Intentions, listen, won't keep your kids off of drugs. They're insufficient. He said your, your spirit is willing. You got good intentions, but your flesh... You need to pray because of the insufficiency. The insufficiency of intention. <clears throat> and because of the weakness of our flesh. How often does he say, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Luke 18, 1, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Romans 12, 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Oh, Peter, Peter, he's, he, whoo. 1 Peter 4, 7, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Isn't that amazing that in Peter's letters, he's now saying, hey, In the garden, he was. And guess what? He had the teeth marks of the devil in him. 
He went out and denied the Lord and, and, and went out and wept bitterly and he was broken. And now he could stand and say, let me tell you something. When you hear the word say, be sober and be vigilant, which means watchful and aware and alert, pay attention. He said, you better listen. Because he knows what he's talking about. If Peter could stand up here and testify, he would stand up here and say, he'd tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen, I thought I had it going on. I thought I had it all together. I thought I was the man. I thought I could stand. I thought I had it, but I was wrong. When I should have been watching, I was sleeping. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be praying. Let me apply it. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Y'all remember, I'm psychic. We got communion tonight. We got communion tonight in a special prayer meeting. We're kicking off our, our hope ministry tomorrow night. And the devil's fought it like crazy. Unbelievable. And we're going to pray for it. And we're going to pray for needs. And we're going to pray for families. And we're going we're gonna, to pray. We've got tragedy upon tragedy upon tragedy. We've had issue upon issue upon issue. And we're going to pray. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to get home. You're going to get home. And you're going to have good intentions. But your flesh is weak. And in your spirit, you're going to know you need to be here praying. But your flesh is going to say, Ah, they don't, they're not going to miss you. Your flesh is going to say, Oh, you've got to go to work tomorrow. Oh, you need to rest. Your flesh is weak. Preacher, but when I get in that recliner, it just, well, don't get in it. I'm going to give you some practical help. Stay moving. Ladies, get something for your husband to do. Keep him moving. Keep him moving. You know how when somebody gets a, gets a, a, a concussion, you've got to keep them awake, keep them awake, keep them moving, keep them moving. Hey, keep them fellas moving this afternoon. My, we, we had Brandy. She had to have that all-night thing where you stay up all night and then go and do the EKG and uh, 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 sleep-deprived study thing and all that. And my wife, she come up with a brilliant plan. She would be in the recliner, and as soon as she seen uh, Brandy nodding off, she had a squirt bottle. <laughs> So ladies, get your squirt bottles out today. Amen. Preacher, you, you're just being... No, no. Let me tell you something. I promise you, the moment that Peter denied the Lord the third time and went out wet bitterly, I guarantee you he wished he'd have stayed paying attention. Well, everything's going good in my life right now. Right now? What about your brothers and sisters in Christ who are hurting and are in desperate need of your prayers? Let's pay attention. Listen, I, 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 don't, know, I don't know what all areas that, that, that we in our own personal lives where we fall asleep, but I'm telling you, it's so easy to get so busy we don't pray. So busy we don't read our Bible. So busy, we don't spend time with God's people. So busy, we miss church, and we don't think it's a big deal. 
I'm telling you, we are living in a culture today, and I say culture, I mean Christian culture, where church is not that big a deal. If you miss, it's all right. It's no big thing. It is a big thing. It is important to be faithful. Because every single time you miss an opportunity to congregate and fellowship with God's people, you are missing an opportunity to be recharged in your spirit. My father used to say it this way. He'd use it as an illustration for Wednesday night. He said, man, we come in here and get charged up uh, and get gassed up on Sunday, and, 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 and we come in on Wednesday to get recharged and refueled for the rest of the week. telling it's a big deal it's important it is a big deal to be faithful because every time every time we miss out on some spiritual discipline we are steadily doing this and we cease to be alert and cease to be aware what does it mean to be asleep you're not conscious of what's happening around you Can you go outside and look at our culture and look what's taking place and not say, how did this happen? And not understand the church has been asleep. Let's do this. Everybody with me right here? Everybody look, 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 look. Tonight, Let's pray. Tonight, come. We're going we're gonna to go through that upper room experience. And we're going to see what Jesus did so we could have the privilege to pray. And what Jesus went through. And then we're going to pray. We've got some special things we're going to do tonight. So please, don't, don't, don't lay out. Don't stay home. I guarantee if you know someone, let me, let me ask you a question. How many of y'all, y'all know somebody's lost? Raise your hand real high. Raise, you, you know someone lost. That's, that's good enough reason to be here tonight. All right, somebody remind me, where do lost people go when they die? I can't hear you. You want motivation to be here tonight? Go home and read about hell. Go home and read about a lake of fire. Go home and read about a place where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Go home and read about a place where there'll be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. If you need some motivation, that person you just raised your hand and said was lost, that's where they're going unless they get saved. If that's not enough to get you here, I have nothing else. Listen. Let's wake up. Let's be alert. Let's be alert when the devil tempts us with our relationships with our spouses. Let's be alert when the devil tempts us to not take time to be with our children and teach them spiritual disciplines and bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Let's be alert when we want to give up and quit. And all God's people say Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll touch us here this morning.